Father of glory, we love you. We thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for your kindness and your mercy. Lord, we just say that you are so kind and merciful to us. And Lord, we just acknowledge our weakness before you tonight. We say, God, unless you come and build this house, we build in vain. We say, unless you watch over the city, the watchmen stand guard in vain. In vain, we rise early and, and stay up late. Lord, we believe in your promises. And we ask you to come and give us the insight that you gave Daniel into dreams and visions. We're weak people, but we've got an amazing God leading us. And so, God, we ask you to do what we can't do on our own. Give us grace to hear your voice today. Strike our hearts with, uh, with what you're saying to us through these dreams and through other, other means. In Jesus' name, amen. After this, if you're not somebody that's in the habit of of writing down your dreams or praying over your dreams and seeing if, if God might be trying to say something to you. Uh, hopefully you'll come away from this with a little more motivation to do that. Um, I just, I love the different ways God speaks to us. And uh, not all of us would consider ourselves dreamers in the sense that we have a lot of real vivid dreams that you wake up and you think, man, that's, that wasn't pizza. <laughs> something, there was something behind that one. Um, but God speaks to us in different ways. And uh, so we call it a prophetic form. It's not just a dream forum. And so during, uh, usually during these prophetic forums, we'll, we'll get together and we'll talk about some of the things that the Lord has been speaking to us. And just the, I think uh, a common rule of thumb is if, if obviously, if, if we ever have a dream or any impression that contradicts anything in the Bible, you immediately throw that thing in the trash. I mean, there's absolutely no second guessing about it. You know, you just throw that thing away. But, uh, you know, if, if uh, the Holy Spirit speaks something to you that, that clearly agrees with Scripture and He's just trying to, He's giving you insight into how to apply certain things in, in different situations in your lives. Um, and if you haven't, if you, if you want to see a couple of the dreams we've already done, I think they're on the website. You can go up there and, and get a feel for it from those first two uh, the dreams that we have up there. So, uh, yeah, God, He speaks to us in lots of different ways. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sometimes He speaks to you through that little still small voice in your heart. Some of the most powerful things I've ever heard from the Lord were just little phrases that just kind of swept through my spirit, but they had real fire on them. And I'm like, my goodness. And you're suddenly... A Bible verse that you've read thousands of times comes to your mind at the right time, the right circumstance, and you're crying like a baby on the floor, and you're like, what in the world just hit me? Or um, uh, there's anywhere for things that, like that to... How many of you have ever seen... Uh, what's that movie? Uh, <clears throat> oh, uh, Evan Almighty? The nine, you know, the, was it 922? Or not... Uh, was it 922? Or what was it? Nine, four, or eight, 614. Yeah, the 614, 614, 614, 614. God was surrounding him with 614. He could, you know, whatever whatever it takes for God to get to our weak little hearts, you know, he's pretty good at it. So um, he just loves to talk to us. So let's start. We've got a dream. Uh, we're going to start with a dream that Nita Steiner had. Anybody not know Nita in this room? Okay. 
And so feel free to ask Nita some questions. I'm just going to facilitate. Um, all of us are filled with the Holy Spirit, and the Lord's going to give all of us different insight into, into some of these dreams. So I just want to facilitate, and that's why we really value getting your thoughts on the recording too. So, Nita, would you mind, uh, Richie, would you give her the mic? She's just going to read through her dream straight through. So let's just listen really carefully, and then we'll work through it piece by piece. So, go ahead. Okay, this is a raw writing out of it that I did after I had it. Uh, this is on November 27th, during the Thanksgiving holidays. Um, quite a simple dream. I suddenly realized that I was engaged to be married. And I found myself caught up in last-minute planning for the two of us to spend a weekend together in getting better acquainted and in preparing for the wedding. He was coming from somewhere else. Now, he was never in the dream, um, but was coming from somewhere else, and I, and I just found out about it. The focus of the dream was on the weekend, not on the wedding. My mother and father had a background role in the weekend plan, but it wasn't clear in my dream what that was. The groom wasn't present. I remember clearly that this all came up suddenly and I had hardly any time to plan. I think Laura Bush was loaning or renting me a house for us to spend the weekend in. It's really strange to me. A big, <laughs> part, a big part of the dream was my realizing that I didn't have money for the house payment or rent and that I hadn't thought about the fact that we would need food and other supplies for the weekend of preparation and there was hardly any time to get what was needed. That's where the dream ended. The emotions I had when I woke up from it were urgency, a little panic over the suddenness of everything, and that I had no time to plan or prepare for the weekend of preparation for the wedding. The main word I would use to summarize the dream is suddenness. And then Jesus' teaching about the ten virgins in Matthew 25 came to my mind. This was after I woke up. So that's the pair of bones. Okay. Sweet. Well, you can... Um, um, just so we, we're all, we all know the rules of engagement, uh, the dreamer, <clears throat> whoever has the dream, has kind of the veto power on the interpretation. So we can all have our, our real, you know, our contributions, but ultimately if it doesn't click with, in the heart of, of the person who had the dream, then that's a pretty good sign that, you know, we're, we're kind of off on the interpretation. But, you know, when, there have been times when I've sat down with somebody and you start working through a dream and their eyes get big and they're like, yes, yes, that makes sense to me, yes. You know, you get a, it's a pretty good, you know, you're, you're in the right path, I think, you know, if you're starting to see that something like that. So, all right, so <clears throat> let's, let's look at the main emotions. That's what I love about dreams is it's the Lord can communicate on, on several different levels at the same time. Pictures are worth a thousand words. And the Lord has a lot of words. <laughs> so what were the main emotions again, Nita, would you say? Urgency and some panic. Urgency, some panic. And with the suddenness theme, surprise. surprise. 
Okay, so and with surprise, it's it means that something unexpected has happened, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, just to warn you, those of you who haven't been to one of these yet, I'm really horrible about staying like organized on this thing. So just kind of keep track. And thank you for your patience ahead of time. Disclaimer out of the way. Okay, so there's the main emotions. So suddenly, um, that's the first symbol. Now, um, as we're working through this, a lot of times people with dreams, they tend, they tend to default to a literal understanding. But I think for most people, it should be the other way around. You should default to symbolic and assume, and then if the Lord shows you that it's literal, then that's when you should you should go with a more literal interpretation. But the vast majority of dreams uh, that I that I've been exposed to, or they're 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 symbolic. And a lot of times, people the, one of the reasons people sometimes either are nervous about looking into their dream, or uh, or they don't think it has any meaning, is because they're assuming it has a literal interpretation. They're de they're defaulting to a more literal interpretation. Uh, rather than the symbolic. <clears throat> so let's go suddenly. So we've, we've got, when you've got something suddenly, that means there's an element of surprise and unexpectedness. We already mentioned that. Surprise. Any examples in the Bible of some unexpected and surprising things happening that caught people off guard? Mm -hmm. Jesus is coming. Angel visits Mary. Angel visits Zechariah. I, you know, so the reason I'm just pointing out some of those examples is sometimes God does some unexpected, surprising things on purpose, doesn't He? And so, ultimately, what we're going for with this is just we want to know. We we really want to get in touch with God and and really see what what's really on His heart with this. And so we know that sometimes God does things uh, suddenly, but it's not always comfortable. So tell us about uh, a little bit more about that. You just—it it was kind of like a, a sense of there's a lot to do, but not enough time. Exactly. I, I mean, I was very, very uncomfortable with the fact that I didn't have any time at all to do what I suddenly realized I had to get done before before he was going to arrive. Was that pressure? Yeah, intense pressure. Okay. And so you suddenly realized that you were engaged to be married. Okay. So let's talk about engagement. What's engagement? What are some of the just some of the immediate associations that you have when you think of engagement? Commitment. Commitment. Okay. Okay. Commitment. Uh, future promise. Okay. What else? Anticipation. Anticipation. Excitement. There should be a deeper level of connection up until the time of the marriage. In other words, the, the engagement means that you more tightly bond and you're more important. Okay. 
deeper deeper level of connection. Um, I'll put unity. Okay, connection. Uh, unity, bond. Okay, good. Anybody here engaged? By chance? No? Anybody in here want to be engaged? <laughs> <laughs> Any other thoughts with engagement? Okay. Surety? Okay. Surety? Okay. So you suddenly realize that you were engaged to be married and you found yourself caught up in last minute planning. Okay, let's talk about last minute planning. I'm sure nobody in here is a last minute planner. So what are some of the dynamics involved in last minute planning? Hectic. Hectic. Anxiety. Okay. Hectic. Anxiety. Okay. <clears throat> Forgetting details. Okay. Other thoughts? I think this is kind of funny. I think last minute planning for me, like I'm, I work super efficiently. Okay. Oh, reason, so the pressure actually helps you. You're no, saying it. it, it you're you saying it in like a positive somehow, way. Okay. Somehow, like, like if my homework's due the next day, somehow I work way more efficiently than I would if, like, I was planning like two days previously. I would work slowly. You know what I mean? Okay. So how would you summarize that? Okay. 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 Do you, if you if you have a couple words to summarize that, let me know. I was gonna say less efficient matters of quality. Like if you can't go as like if it's last minute, you can't go as deep. You can't have okay. quality. Okay. Okay. So uh, not as much quality. Okay. Sure. Okay. I and so for me in this dream, mm -hmm. it's really difficult. To, you know, I get discombobulated and confused when everything I have to get it done in a tiny, tiny bit of time, and I don't have time to find it. Okay. Okay. So for so you, I don't it's know stress. That matters that I was the dreamer. Yeah, it does. Actually. Very stressful. I wouldn't be like Jake. So uh, that's actually. Good. Well, well, that's some 
good place to start with that one. Got a lot of good stuff on, on the last minute planning. Um, and so let's see what we've got so far. Suddenly, you've got some unexpectedness, surprise, uncomfortable, not enough time, some pressure, engagement. Uh, it's about commitment, future promise, anticipation, excitement, but also some last minute planning. <coughs> okay, so as we're, as we're doing this, you guys look at some of these things and ask the Holy Spirit if he, if he starts to put a, a, an interpretation together, a, kind of a coherent message from this. So I found myself caught up in last minute planning for the two of us to spend the weekend together. Okay? Uh, all right, we'll come over here to this little corner. Weekend. All right, let's talk about spending the weekend together. And this was for um, getting better acquainted. And he was coming from somewhere else and for uh, preparing for the wedding. And you were stressing to me earlier when we were talking that he wasn't there, but you knew he was coming. Okay? Also, too, <coughs> uh, should we add in that piece that I didn't have in here, which was the person who was my fiancé was actually a guy that proposed to me about 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. So, interesting. And he showed up in my dream. I'm not and so we were talking, we, you know, we were, well, we were talking about why that might be significant in the sense of maybe if uh, the Lord's saying that, you know, he's, he's been talking about this engagement, you know, for a long time, you know, which is true for about, you know, 2,000 years, he's been really talking to uh, his church about his return. <clears throat> so, uh, okay, let's talk about. They go for a weekend, and it's to get better acquainted and to prepare for the wedding. So, uh, let's talk about weekend though. Tell me about a weekend before we get. Oops, excuse me. What are what What do you think of when you think of weekends? Free time. Free time. <laughs> Free time. <laughs> Laundry. <laughs> Laundry. Okay. What a rest, relaxing. relaxing. I tend to think of it's kind of a deep. Uh, it's it's a kind of a uh, how did I put it in here? Oh, I don't have it in there. Yeah, step outside of the normal course of the week. It's it's kind of a, a break from the normal course. Break from the normal course of life. Other thoughts? Yes. Goes by quick. Okay, good. And then <coughs> getting better acquainted. So this is one of the main actions you want to keep when you're interpreting dreams. You want to identify what are the main action actions that are happening in a dream. Acquainted. Now we know what this means, but let's flesh it out a little bit. What's another way of saying getting better acquainted? Quality time. Quality time? Good. Quality time. You have to spend time together to get better acquainted, don't you? Okay, so there's time involved. What else? Relationship. Strengthening relationship. Okay. 
Okay. Strengthening. Okay. Of relationship. Uh, uh, intimacy. Okay. Knowledge of each other. What'd you say? Conversation? Talking? So how about uh, growth and romance? Yeah, growth and romance. Not okay. just the, not just building, but the feelings of it too. You know, you're taking time away from everybody else in the business. Okay, good. Okay. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Mutual commitment is better than desire and commitment on both ends. <laughs> for for my little space I have here, mutual commitment. Good. Uh, and also preparing. So it's not just getting to know each other, but preparing for the wedding. So let's talk about preparing. What's involved in preparing? Prayer. Prayer. Okay. Lots and lots of prayer. Good. Scheduling. Okay. Um, making sure needs there at right time. Okay. Good. Andrew, what's that? Invitations. What is preparing? What's another way of saying preparing? Getting ready. Okay. Planning. Planning. Coordination. Okay. Um, so maybe dreaming, envisioning, okay, good, dreaming, envisioning, many decisions, lots of details, and you got Two days. <laughs> Two days to cover it. Money. Okay. I remember when my wife was and I were getting ready to get married. Just all the planning that went into that. This is going to bring some of that up. Uh, Sorry, I lost my track. I'm thinking about my beautiful wife. I've got a very beautiful wife. And three, three, uh, 
three lovely little girls, a five-year-old, a, a almost three-year-old, and a almost one-year-old. So, anyway. Uh, where was I? Okay, here we are. So the focus of the dream is on the weekend, not on the wedding. So actually, let's, let's review this before we go to the next bullet point here. So here are some of the main emotions. There's urgency, surprise, even a little panic. You know, there's a sense of suddenness and, you know, not enough time, pressure. <clears throat> uh, engagement, commitment, future promise, anticipation, excitement, um, deeper level of connection, unity, bond. So <clears throat> Jesus, uh, you know, if we're talking about Jesus the bridegroom here and the bride, you know, it's a good thing. He's really committed to us. He's really committed to us and we want to be committed to him. But uh, some, <laughs> uh, if, we, if we haven't been making some preparations for a lot of us, some of the, something could come on us suddenly, and <clears throat> uh, there might be some stress involved. It might feel a little overwhelming at, time, at times. So here we are, uh, the weekend, free time, laundry. I don't know, did laundry, you think laundry has anything to do with it? I don't know. <laughs> but... The, you know, when you think of weekend, you've got it's it's a break from the normal course of life, and um, time of getting better acquainted, quality time. Do you think these are things the Lord likes to do with us? Do you think He likes to get better acquainted, wants us to get better acquainted with Him? Yeah, yeah. Do you think He wants us to spend quality time with Him? What about strengthening of our relationship, <clears throat> intimacy? Yep. What about knowledge of each other? Yep. What about conversation? Yep. What's that called? Prayer. Okay, what about growth and romance? You know, Jesus is a bridegroom. You know, it's a little... For the guys, you know, you start feeling a little... Ah, I like the warrior, you know, Jesus. And the girls are like, oh, Jesus, the bridegroom. You know, maybe the ladies can relate to this one really well, but... <clears throat> um, mutual commitment. Man, that's pretty important, isn't it? You think Jesus wants... It's a good thing he's committed to us, and he wants us to be committed to him, too. And so... <clears throat> So, um, yeah, this is good. And preparation. Do you think that, uh, are there any verses in the Bible about Jesus coming back for a, a pure and a spotless bride? Yes. Yeah. So there, there, there's some preparation that goes into that. <clears throat> Do you think that um, some of this is related to how we schedule our time? You know, how much time am I spending... You know, connecting with Jesus and in the Word versus uh, other things you could be doing. Making sure the needs are there at the right time. Invitations, getting ready, planning, <clears throat> coordinating, dreaming, envisioning, decisions. Lots and lots of details. You think Jesus is interested in the details? Yeah, yeah he is. He is. He's interested in the big picture and the details. <clears throat> you think he's interested in how we use our money? Yeah, there's all kinds of ways, just different layers of meaning we could go with this. That's true. How many of you want to, ladies who haven't been married, you envision like a really cruddy wedding where everything breaks and, you know, you're... <laughs> That's good. Yep. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And you have a pick, uh, you know, 
I assume, you know, from just, you know, what I some of the ladies I know that have gotten married, that, you know, you have a picture in your mind of what you want your dress to look like and, you know, all that stuff, right? At least you think you do or, I mean, okay. You have a picture of your mind what kind of, you know, what a bride should look like and, you know, speaking of the church, we get a picture of the bride from the scriptures. We get a, an idea of what he's looking for. And uh, so the focus of the dream was on the weekend, not on the wedding. <clears throat> okay, any thoughts with that? The focus, um, the focus is on the on the weekend. Focus on weekend, not on the wedding. So what's happening? So what's a what's a focus? Preparation. When you're focusing on something, what are you doing? We're, with dreams, it's good to state the obvious because when you state the obvious, you, it's able to, you're able to flesh it out a little bit more. You're thinking about it. Good. Okay. I'm looking for one word, but these are all the, in the ballpark. Uh, what did you say, What did you say? Focusing attention or uh, giving, attention. giving attention? Attention. Good. Concentrating. Okay. Priority. There you go. That was the one I, where I was looking for. Priority. So good. These are, I mean, they're all, obviously they're all related there. Preparation, giving attention, concentrating, priority. And so, so Jesus, it, it seems like he's saying he's, he's giving attention to, he's, he's preparing for, he's concentrating on something, he's giving priority to something. And the, the priority is on the weekend. So what was happening? What was happening over the weekend? What were the two main actions there? Preparing and getting to know. So um, preparing and getting to know, getting to um, getting to know each other. So let's just say intimacy. So preparation. So there was a priority on intimacy. Do you think Jesus has a priority on intimacy with us and friendship with us? I mean, uh, of course he does. Of course he does. Do you think he's interested in us <clears throat> being ready for not only his appearing, but for the difficult times that the Bible says are going to precede it? Absolutely he is. Yeah. In fact, if we don't, <laughs> there's lots of, lots of Bible verses to say if we're not actively preparing in prayer, if, we, if we're not actively preparing in terms of our understanding of what's coming, that, um, and if we're, not actively if we're not actively cultivating intimacy and friendship with Him, then um, it's going to be really tough to persevere through the, the, the times that are coming. So, so the Lord, right, you know, out of His zeal for us, is, is giving a lot of priority to these two things right now. Okay. <clears throat> So your mother and father had a background role in this weekend plan, but it wasn't clear in my dream. Do you want to say anything about that? 
When you say background role, kind of what did you mean by that? I think I was just aware that they were somewhere around. Okay. But it wasn't any overt involvement or obvious involvement. Okay. 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 Um, well, if you think of anything that comes to your mind with that, then we'll, we'll uh, we can look at that some more. Support. Okay. Okay. Parents. Okay. Did you feel comforted by that awareness of them being there? Oh, okay. There you go. Parent support. Okay. Um, comfort. How many of you, when you're facing something, even though somebody may not be involved directly in it, you know that you have their support and they're cheering you on? How many of you, that's that would be something encouraging? You just don't, you don't, I don't feel alone in this. Yeah. Um, I just have a thought that, and you can say this is wrong, but maybe it was the Father and the Holy Spirit, because the Father gives support and the Holy Spirit gives comfort. Along those lines, Hannah, I. One thought I had before, not quite the same, but along those lines, was that the, the bridegroom, of course, in the dream would be Jesus. This could be the father, because the father has both the father and mother heart. Uh, there you go. We got the whole trinity in this thing. Yeah. I love it. So, so we've got the father, we've got the so comforter the father, comforting. The father is looking for a bride for his son. That's good. And I like the pic they're they're kind of there watching. Mm -hmm. They're like they're interested. Yeah. They're interested in the process, aren't they? There's interest there. I like that. Uh, you think that the Father and the Holy Spirit are interested in in us being presented to Jesus ready? Yeah. Of course they are. Yeah, just, uh, isn't that that's awesome to know, isn't it? That, he, that he's really interested in us. Okay, then I remember clearly that this all came up suddenly. So here's the suddenly again, and I had hardly any time to plan. Okay, so we kind of covered some of that. So we'll go to the Laura Bush thing. All right. So I don't know where people are politically, but let's be kind. You know. So Laura Bush. Nita, we'll, ask, we'll start with you. What do you usually think of? What do you think of Laura Bush? <laughs> Anybody been meditating on? Okay, so first lady, former first lady. Something political, okay. Political. <clears throat> Other thoughts? Well, it re represents like a worldly structure in a way. Okay. Worldly structure? I was thinking more uh, along the lines of former bride to the 
former bride to the king. Bride to king, leader, okay. I think it's cool that she has a place to stay, like a prepper, a prepared place to stay that's really nice, and she knows it's gonna be nice. I don't know. That that Laura Bush has a prepared yeah. place to stay, so that's kind of that would be more of a positive spin, yeah. okay. Okay, and Laura Bush was loaning, renting you a house for you to spend the weekend in. Okay, so we've got an action here. Well, real quick before we go on from, did, did Laura Bush, did she have some kind of Alzheimer's? No. Nothing like that? Okay, I think of somebody else, I guess. <coughs> See the only one? <laughs> okay. Never. All right. Is she still alive? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> she was married too. One of, you know, I'm just kidding. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Uh, so we'll go on here. Um, the uh, loaning, renting. So we have an action here. Okay. What happens when you're loaning or renting? Temporary. Temporary, okay. Temporary. Okay, it's not your home. Not your home, can't make it your home. Good. Uh, binding expectation of payment what'd you say not free other thoughts okay Okay. Yeah, okay. I said so context. So sir gotcha. Okay. 
Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. It's... Okay. Okay. Counter it seems like that whole process is an intrusion yeah. on what the marriage is about. Yeah. Yeah. It's what? It's like an intrusion. Intrusion? Yeah. And the, the words coming to me are like strings attached. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, there you go. You want a commitment that we can't... Yeah. Obligation. Yeah. Obligation. That's what we to, uh, to a sister. Yeah. Foreign to... Good. It has to do with something considered as worldly. Something the world is considered as this is high, this is great. Okay. Great in the eyes of the world. Okay, good. Well, let's keep. Let's go on. Um, everybody have this thing memorized so far? Okay, because we're gonna we're gonna tack it a little bit here. Okay, we'll do the first part first so that you can look at some of the later stuff there. <clears throat> a big part of the dream was my realizing I didn't have money for the house payment. No money for payment for house payment. House payment for the weekend. Yes. Okay. Okay. How do you feel when you have you want to do something but you don't have any money? Reality. Reality. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's been in that situation, I'm sure. Still stuck. Stuck. Okay. Bummed. Added pressure. Worry. Yeah. Okay. Worry. Worry, added pressure, disappointment. Good. So we've got reality, stuck, bummed, not good enough, inadequate, worry, added pressure, disappointment, discouraged, pushes you to depend on someone else. Weakness. Weakness. Okay. Weakness. Okay. So <clears throat> you have a desire for getting better acquainted and preparing, but there seems to be some obstacle to it, doesn't there? And what's it? And and the the feeling in the face of it is you're kind of faced with reality, and there's some worry, and st you know you feel stuck, maybe a little powerless. Okay, so 
didn't realize I had money for the house payment and that I hadn't thought about the fact <clears throat> so that you that we would need food and other supplies so So, hadn't thought about the fact. Okay, let's talk about that. <clears throat> so, in the dream, you, you hadn't you hadn't thought ahead of time that you would need food and supplies. Right. You're me last minute. Okay. Okay. So, um, kind of no, rushed. Didn't have time. No resources. Okay. So this kind of goes back to the whole kind of we can kind of lump that in with this. Yeah. Okay. And uh, didn't have money for the house payment, and that I hadn't thought about the fact that we would need food and other supplies for the weekend of preparation, and there was hardly any time to get what was needed. So there's a time crunch. <clears throat> okay, that kind of all can go that. The dream ended here. The emotions I had when I woke up from it were urgency and a little panic over the suddenness of everything and that I had no time to plan, prepare for the weekend of preparation for the wedding. <clears throat> and the main word you would use to summarize the dream is suddenness. Jesus' teaching about the ten virgins in Matthew 25 comes to mind. <clears throat> I tell you what, let's, I want to read that real quick. And as I'm reading, um, as I'm reading, think about this dream and see if, if, if it connects in your heart. This is Matthew 25. Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Any talk about bridegroom here? And yeah, there's, so we've got, we've got the bridegroom. Now five of them were wise, five were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the, la but the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight a cry was heard, Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, No, lest there should not be enough for us and you, but go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding, and the door was shut. Afterward the other virgins came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, I do not know you. Watch, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. Any connections there? Anybody want to comment? Uh-huh. A lot of bad stuff if you're not ready. <laughs> yep. 
So let's just kind of do an, a general overview <clears throat> of the whole dream. The main emotions, urgency, panic, surprise, unexpectedness. Do you think that the five foolish virgins felt any of that? <clears throat> so we had, um, over here, <laughs> we had the, uh, the engagement, and we also had the, uh, the, the, the suddenness and all the, the pressure that comes with that, the last-minute planning, the weekend, but the desire to get better acquainted and the desire to be prepared. So what are the main things that you think the Lord are saying that the Lord is saying through this dream? What are some of the main things? Be prepared. Be prepared. The wedding day is soon. Good. Be prepared. The wedding day is soon. Know him well. It's going to last forever. Good. Know his ways. Know his heart. Yeah. Like, give a short time. Yeah, we have a short time. The time is short. We've got to take advantage of that time. And there's going to be pressures. There's going to be pressures that try to keep us from that place. Right? Anybody ever feel pressure that tries to get you out of the place of prayer or try to gets you sucked into cycles of things. Yes, Bryce. Glamorous, glamorous things that look really good. Glamorous things that look good to the world. Title, status, power, reputation, but that don't mean anything to the Lord. Yes, Christiane. thing about what's interesting about Isaiah 55 is that he he admonishes them to seek the Lord while he may be found but there's a window of time you know seek him during the season of mercy (laughs) seek him before before the big trouble comes you know seek him while he may be found Other thoughts? Other scriptures? We've got Matthew 25, Isaiah 55, Revelation 3 that go with these kinds of themes. And when you read Luke 21, you can see why he would say that. <laughs> it says, Men will faint from terror for what is coming upon the earth. Okay, so you really, watching and praying is going to be really important that you're in that prayer meeting and suddenly the Holy Spirit whispers that, that phrase to your heart that's really crucial in light of what's happening and you're, you're hearing His voice and you're connecting with Him. And Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. good things that are going to be happening too. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we can kind of have a lot of anxiety and worry about mm-hmm. thinking about like all, all the difficult things that are mm-hmm. going to be there. Mm-hmm. So the Lord's like reminding us like like the beauty of what's to come. And during that time when all those things are stripped away, mm-hmm. and all these things are, are taken away, like it will be a beautiful taste beautiful of intimacy with the Lord mm-hmm. and really like forcing us to really focus in on him and to to get closer to him and, and there's like a real beauty that comes along mm-hmm. with that and leading to the way like sometimes we just think of the end and mm-hmm. like oh man once we get through there the wedding's going to be great but it's like there are going to be parts of the tribulation that's going to be really beautiful too. Mm-hmm. that's good how many of you have been through an obstacle course with other people on a team this Rebecca, what she was just saying is making me think of this. How many of you have raised your hands again? Okay. <clears throat> In the situation, they usually have you do the obstacle course. When, when you start um, and then when you finish, are you closer to each other when you finish than when you start usually? Hopefully. <laughs> you know, you've gone through something difficult together. Okay, let's take it, make it a little more serious. I mean, how many of you have actually been through something really serious and you've suffered with another believer through something, like a, a, a death, somebody you know is death and you were there, you went through it together. Anybody probably has some example. How did, when you came out on the other side of that, that time of suffering and difficulty, what did it do to that relationship to the person you went through the hard time with? Man. There's something when you go through a hard time with somebody else, you know, and you come out on the other end of it, it's a it's it's not superficial. You know what I'm saying? We've we've gone through something together and so it whether we're talking about I want to know him and the power of his resurrection, the fellowship of sharing in of in his sufferings and just the privilege of of knowing that part of Jesus' heart or knowing our brothers and sisters through those sufferings too, you know, whether it's vertical or horizontal. Good. Yes. Right. good that's really good and so <clears throat> next next week the reason we're going to talk about next week uh, during the preparation seminar the the coming crucifixion of the church <laughs> okay is because the lord is he's what he's doing just kind of what rebecca said you know he's actually going to allow us to carry our cross with him through what's coming and we're just going to look at some of the different areas that God because of his love for us because some of the things that he's not going to let into the age to come are still in our lives he's got to lovingly purge them <laughs> from our lives and it's painful and it usually fire you know when you get burned when it's hot you know it doesn't always feel really good there's a lot of tears but uh, but the, the on the other side is is an eternal weight of glory. If we if we um, that's more precious than gold. 
the sufferings that are more precious than gold, and they, they have lasting implications when, when we're faithful to the Lord through them. Let's take a uh, five, six, seven minute break here, and then we'll come back. Let me uh, actually, before we take the break, I just want to pray. I want to pray over the stream, and then uh, I just want to respond to it, and then we'll come back. So, Father, we just uh, say that we love you. We say, God, we want to know you. Oh, we want to know you. We want to know you. God, we don't want to be found like the foolish virgins in that day with no oil in our lamps. God, draw us away with you to the secret place now and prepare us, bridegroom, king, and judge, prepare us for what's coming. Lord, we love you and we ask you for grace and strength to persevere, to carry our cross no matter what the cost, Jesus. We can't do this in and of ourselves. It's foolhardy to think that we can do it in and of ourselves. But you are with us and you will give us strength. And God, for the joy set before us, for the joy set before us. But Lord, we want to know you. We want to go away with you and and be drawn away with you now before it ever comes. We want to, to seek you in the secret place. So Lord, we love you. And we ask you, God, just to continue speaking to us tonight in Jesus' name. Amen.